and welcome or welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'll be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch. You can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share the show wherever you may be listening to it. It really helps us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Now, let's get into it. Hello, hello. I hope everyone has had a fantastic weekend and your week is going well so far. I personally just got back from swimming with my nephews and I'm not going to lie, I wanted to drown myself. If you've ever taken two small children to any sort of body of water, you will know that it is an absolute nightmare. Trying to keep tabs on them, especially when they have zero fear of anything. My nephews do not fear a thing. So yeah, it was a... a, Let's just say that I'm beyond exhausted. On a better note, my sister and my niece have finally moved into their new house. Many of you probably know that they had been living with me for a while, so I wasn't really able to record much. But now that I have my house to myself, I can start uploading more because my niece will no longer be screaming at Spongebob every five minutes. Don't get me wrong... I will most definitely miss seeing our wee face every morning. It kind of made me into a morning person. I'm not usually like that. I'm usually a really grumpy person in the morning. But seeing her wee face made me feel much better. But I am also glad for a wee bit of peace and quiet. So my weekend was filled with amazing stuff and kind of not so amazing stuff. And it's kind of made me shift my priorities in terms of where I am in life and where I want to place my time and my effort going forward. And what I mean is, I'm kind of over the drinking and the nights out and the staying out to four and five and six in the morning. Like, I really, I don't have the time for it anymore. I don't have the patience for it anymore. I was in Glasgow City Centre, or the town as we like to call it, and it just kind of made me realise that this isn't me anymore. I'm far too old for it for a start. I really just can't be bothered with it anymore. Socky Hall Street and Argyle Street were like Magaluf Strip and I have actually never seen anything like it. It was absolutely soul destroying. I was enjoying spending time with the friends that I was with but the atmosphere and the just the whole thing of it really just, I don't know, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I also was in three different arguments, heated arguments with three separate men who thought it was acceptable to touch me in a way that I personally wasn't comfortable with. And these are all strangers, by the way. These are men who I've never spoken to, never uttered a word to, never looked at. Like, these are just random men. And when I voiced to them that I wasn't comfortable with it and not to touch me, they then decided that it was completely justified to call me a bitch, call me uptight, ugly, fat, all the typical ridiculous things that men tend to say when you challenge their fragile masculinity. And this seems to be something that people just think is okay to do. And it is absolutely not acceptable to just put your hands on someone that you don't know. Like, it's, it, it's, it doesn't matter if you meant it in a nice way or you meant it in an innocent way. Just don't do it. I don't care what I'm wearing. I don't care what my hair looks like. I don't remotely care if you like my ink, as you like to call it. Do not put your hands on me if you don't know me, or anybody else for that matter. It is as simple as that. It's not hard, and it's just, it is, it's just weird. 
but yeah that whole experience uh it's kind of just made me want to stop going out in general it's made me not want to go out to clubs it's made me not want to go out to bars which is a shame but I'm also kind of thankful for it because it's like I said it's kind of shifted where I want to put my time and effort like I would much rather just go stuff my face and then maybe go home and watch a horror movie or go an overnight in a city somewhere or go a travel go traveling or go a day trip like I would much rather do that than waste all my money on alcohol and really have nothing to show for it at the end of it except for anxiety so yeah I am basically just done wasting my time and my money on things that don't serve me anymore that goes for everything people places lifestyle choices all of that stuff and the reason that I'm saying that this was kickstarted by my trip on Friday is because when I got home on Friday from the place that I'm going to be telling you about in today's episode I actually felt fulfilled and I know that that sounds really cheesy and really cringy but I genuinely felt like I had done something with my time that was worth my time and that I got something from that made me feel good, made me feel positive. I had a fantastic time. I enjoyed spending time with my family when I was there and it just, I just had a really good all around positive experience. It made me feel good. I came home with a smile on my face I didn't have any anxieties, I didn't have anything negative really to say about it. So yeah, Friday and Saturday night were kind of like chalk and cheese. On Friday I felt really great, positive, all that good stuff. And then on Saturday I kind of felt down, like a wee bit like shit. It was just a shit show really, to be honest. It's kind of something that I've been feeling for a while, but Friday kind of kick-started it for me. And that was that. Now when I say that I am switching my focus... I'm, I mean in terms of the podcast because I don't know why but in the past maybe month or two I've gained like a very very large amount of new followers and subscribers. A lot of you have been getting in touch just to let me know that you enjoy it which makes me want to do it more because sometimes you just feel like why am I doing this like nobody's listening to this but when people message you and you can brighten somebody's day up or you can just take somebody's mind off something that's going on in their life for just the 40 minutes that you're talking that's why I do it so yeah I really appreciate it when you message me or you get in touch and you let me know that you enjoy what I'm doing and it spurs me on to keep doing it but yeah I want to completely focus on this full time no distractions no excuses I want to be consistently uploading I want to put my my all into it not that I haven't been doing that but life has been a bit of a bit of a shit show as well past couple of months um we're just like my sister living here and other things going on but now everything's cleared and I just want to focus on this 100% as much as I possibly can and that is kind of leads me into tonight's episode so tonight's episode is going to be another kind of conversation style episode about my trip that I was talking about earlier on Friday. If that's not something that you're interested in, then there will be another episode up tomorrow night about a haunted castle, which is a bit more scripted. So maybe just keep a wee eye out for that one. I also feel like we haven't talked about castles in quite some time. So yeah, I'm going to add a wee one in there this week. I also have some really exciting stuff coming up this year, which honestly, I just can't wait to share with you all. If you've been listening from the start, you'll know that I had a lot of things planned for the show at the beginning. I wanted to do all these different things. I wanted to do trips. I wanted to do a lot of different things. 
but when the pandemic hit, that kind of all went to shit, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to, and I, I couldn't really do any of it, which kind of dampened my motivation in general. But now I'm able to do all of it, which is great. I do have a list of places that I really want to visit, they're all, and they're all spooky in nature, as you know. And then I kind of want to come back, report back to you lovely people, let you know what these places are like, if they are worth the visit, and give you just some stories from each place as, as I go. Recently, I've started getting very close to my cousin Sasha, and you'll probably hear her name a lot because she is into all the same things that I am. She loves horror, ghosts, haunted places, all that kind of stuff. So that means that I actually have someone to accompany me on all these trips because my friends are all shite bags, if I'm honest, they really are. Her fiancé, she and my little cousin Archie will also be joining us. So they are all kind of just part of the Scottish and Scared team now. We're, we're going to get jackets made. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally joking with that one. But yeah, that would, maybe, maybe hoodies, maybe hoodies, I don't know. And we're kind of calling ourselves the mystery gang personally just can't wait to see what the rest of this year and next year holds for us holds for all of us so far we visited Bannockburn house which was my first like haunted house tour so if you want to hear about that that was last week's episode go check that out um we visited the place i'm about to tell you about this past friday and we've also booked a hotel in edinburgh for october so i'm finally getting to do all the things that i wanted to do in edinburgh and i just can't wait i think i'm most excited to take Sasha to the dungeons. It's always so funny to me seeing how people react when they are scared. I kid you not, if you are looking for somewhere to take someone on a date or something like that, take them to the dungeons. Nothing bonds two people like fear. And and I'm not kidding. Like when you're all, like see when you're really, really scared and you just like want the other person to protect you from all like the the scary things and the dark and the things that you think you see and you kind of like grab onto them you will very quickly see who this person really is when they're scared I shit you not it's so much fun and I am totally aware that I sound like a complete psychopath right now but trust me it works and it's very very funny so this past Friday the mystery gang as we're calling ourselves we drove to a little town up north in the highlands called Cromarty it's located just on the tip of the Black Isle and has a population of about 800. So it is a very small town. It's a three and a half hour drive from Glasgow, which is where we were travelling from. So if you wanted to spend a good bit of time there, you're probably best to get up and leave really early if you're in the same kind of location that I am. Uh, we left at 10 in the morning and we got there just after 1. The drive as well is really, really beautiful. There's loads of mountains, water, forests, all the good stuff to look at. So if you're looking for a uh, scenic drive, it is also very, very nice. So when we got there, we parked in a pretty small car park that was right at the waterfront, just at the beach. So right away, we were just in complete awe of the scenery. We got out the car, taking pictures right away, because you're literally just on the water. And you can see the like the other side of Scotland, like on the other side of the water. That will make no sense if you, if you look at this place on a map, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now the reason that we actually picked Cromarty is because there's a graveyard there that is kind of doing the rounds on TikTok right now and it's called the Pirate's Graveyard. If you've seen any videos of it, let me know. 
But the reason it's called this is because there is a very large number of gravestones there that have skull and crossbones carved into them. And this is actually known as Memento Mori. And it was very common during the 17th and 18th century for gravestones to be marked with this. Uh, Memento Mori is Latin for remember you will die. The skull and crossbones would be accompanied by bells, shovels and hourglasses, which they all which all kind of have meanings of their own. The hourglass symbolises the passing of time and if it was on its side that meant that the person had died young or had their life unexpectedly cut short. The bell represents the church bell that would ring at the person's funeral. The shovel obviously stood for digging a grave and the skull and, gross, the skull and crossbones were to remind people of the inevitability of death. I personally think the style and the way that it's carved are pretty awesome. I know there are a lot of gravestones with Memento Mori in Greyfriars Cutguard in Edinburgh, so I will be going on a wee hunt for them as well. It does kind of give you a pirate vibe, if you know what I mean. Like, I get the Jolly Roger, is that what it's called? The the flag that they use? Is it called the Jolly Roger? Have I just made that up? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But, yeah, I can kind of see why people would call it the Pirate's Graveyard. It does kind of give you that vibe when you're up there on the hill and you can see the sea. But there aren't actually any pirates buried in this graveyard. Uh, we were actually told by one of the locals that it was where those who had fell victim to the plague and those who were persecuted as witches had been buried. So that was a wee interesting fact. Before we set out on our wee graveyard hunt, we had some lunch in a small pub just at the beachfront called the Cromarty Arms. The food was great and the bar staff were really, really friendly. They took the time to come over, they spoke to us, they made us feel very, very welcome. And she also had a wee dog called Opal, who was absolutely adorable and kept trying to steal Archie's sausages. Um, yeah, so it's the little things, people. It's the little things like that that just, they just get me. After we were fed and watered, we then set out on our search for the graveyard. But little did we know that there are actually three different graveyards in this village. The first one that we went to was kind of like a, a churchyard. There was kind of like a church in the middle and there were a few gravestones around it. I think maybe one had a skull and crossbones on them. So you can kind of imagine we were walking around this place a wee bit confused. We had drove all the way up here expecting to see all these gravestones with skull and crossbones and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and a crypt as well and when we walked in there we were kind of like this can't be it. Uh, it was kind of overgrown as well, uh, the gravestones weren't really looked after much, there was moss on all of them, all of them. the grass was really overgrown so it was kind of hard to walk through it. But yeah, we then kind of walked out of there uh, and walked up like this very steep wooded path which kind of, it was very very muddy and it kind of just took us up this like wee path up on top of a hill. Um, and it was very, very sunny on Friday, so we were absolutely sweating. And then we kind of just came across this this brick wall, and there was like an abandoned kind of building on the other side of it. So we kind of thought we'd hit the jackpot, we'd made it, we found it. We were like, yes, we finally found it. But no, we did not find it, it was the wrong one. Don't get me wrong, this one was absolutely gorgeous. It was right on the top of a hill, so it had absolutely nothing above it just blue skies, the sun was shining down, the grass was really green, it was kind of a wee bit more looked after and there was this kind of abandoned building in the middle of it, I don't really know what it was supposed to be, it was probably maybe some sort of church or a chapel or something like that but we were actually able to kind of walk inside, take a few pictures, um, some pretty cool photographs so that was, that was pretty cool. So then we're kind of just walking around and we're thinking where the hell is this other graveyard? This can't be it. Like we watched the videos on TikTok, we looked at 
articles online and the pictures weren't kind of matching up to what we could see. So we kind of walked around for about 10 minutes trying to figure out where this other graveyard could be because at this point we had walked around most of the village and we weren't able to find like any paths or hills or anything that went where that went anywhere. So what we decided to do was walk all the way back down to the pub that we were at and my cousin went inside, she asked the bar lady if she knew where the Pikes graveyard was. She wasn't really sure uh, on directions so two men who were outside having a pint came over and kind of directed us towards it and it was those two men that told us that it wasn't actually called it was only nicknamed the pirates graveyard it wasn't actually pirates buried there so yeah they gave us directions which i am going to tell you because if you go here looking for this place you will get lost and you'll be walking around in circles and you'll have no idea where you're going and you'll be absolutely exhausted by the end of it if you park in the car park which i'm assuming you all will you just literally turn right as you come out of the car park and you just walk all the way along the waterfront and just keep going and keep going and keep going you're going to think that you're walking into nothing but you're not trust me just keep walking and you'll eventually come to a bowling green and you just keep on walking you'll then see a large hill and question all your life choices but you definitely need to keep on going you'll pass a large tunnel which is gated and locked and very very creepy and on the left you will see a small set of steps that will take you right up and into the graveyard um it's kind of signposted as st regulus uh, burial ground so you will definitely know when you're there once we got our breath back and our legs didn't feel like jelly anymore we started having a wee nosy about if you follow us on instagram i've posted all the photographs that i took i took a lot um i took a lot of photographs actually um of the village itself and all three of the graveyards so if you have followers on Instagram, then go and have a wee swatch. I'm going to have a wee swatch at them. We kind of passed a few people on the hill on the way up there. So when we got into the graveyard, we were the only people there. I don't know if the people we passed had been in before us, but we were definitely the only people there, which was great because it, it meant we could kind of just walk around at our own pace, have a right good look at everything, take a lot of good photographs. So yeah, it was really nice. The graveyard itself is kind of like on a mound, um, and you can kind of see there's like a lot of shrubbery around the outskirts of it but you can see the water in the distance so it's absolutely beautiful like just sitting on the top of this hill with the sun and the trees and you can see the water out there it's really scenic it's beautiful it's pretty I personally couldn't think of anywhere better to be buried honestly it's absolutely gorgeous once I'd had like a wee walk around and looked at everything and took loads of photographs almost all of the gravestones I want to say had memento mori on them they were all very gothic looking and we were there during the day and the sun was shining with blue skies so it did kind of feel really really calm and peaceful there weren't any really bad vibes but obviously i don't know what it would feel like at night i think most graveyards at night are pretty creepy but there are no lights in this place like it's on the on the top of a hill like there's no street lights there's nothing so i can imagine it being very very scary at night and absolutely pitch black so if you walk around the graveyard you will come to like a wee bit of the ground that seems a wee bit more higher than the rest that's kind of like a, a tiny wee mound on top of a mound uh yeah if you go to the other side of that you will see a little dirt slope that goes down into a crypt and you are able to go down this slope and into the crypt which i did again i took loads of pictures of it all so go and have a look if you want or you can message me. So when I had a wee look online, uh, I did find somewhere that said there used to be a chapel that stood in the middle of this graveyard, which is 
obviously what the crypt uh, was kind of on the lower level of because it is a bit odd it's just kind of sitting in the middle of the grass like this slope just down um, so yeah it, it was meant to be in the lower level of this chapel but there is absolutely no remains of this chapel by the way it's just this wee slope down into the crypt and inside the crypt are four really small gravestones just at the back which you can see in my picture if you've seen it it does feel really eerie in there and I don't know if that's because it's underground it's cold it's dark it's just not a nice feeling in there and it's also dirt on the ground like above you're walking around you're walking across the grass and all that kind of stuff and stones but down there the ground is dirt with these gravestones so I don't know if that's why I felt a wee bit weird walking on it my little cousin Archie he wanted to stay there we could not get him to leave he absolutely loved it, so he was right at home in there. And while we were in the graveyard, we kind of tried to read some of the gravestones just to kind of get a feel for who these people were, um, how long they lived, what they died of, just to feel a bit more connected to it. But the gravestones were, like, so old that the lettering and stuff and the calligraphy, it was impossible to read. And there was a lot of moss on some of them. Some of them were completely covered in moss. You couldn't even see what was on it. And some of them were... Came, like half buried in the ground, half sticking out, covered in dirt. So we weren't really able to make anything out. There was one gravestone in the first graveyard that we were in that was actually erected by a mother and a father who had lost, I think it was like five children or six children. Yeah, and I think it was in the 1800s. And it kind of just listed them. And it kind of started with like two weeks old, two months old, and then I think the oldest was like 21 years old. So yeah, that was really, really sad. My cousin pointed out that it was probably at a time where TB was pretty rife, maybe the plague as well. So yeah, it was pretty common to lose children in those times, but it's still really sad to see this wee gravestone with all those names on it. But that was really the only one that we could properly read. And that was really well maintained, that gravestone. It was really clean and had been looked after. So I don't know if those people still have family that live in the village that kind of come and maintain it. This is another thing that me and my cousin were talking about. And I don't know if you can do this here, if it's a thing that you can do. But, like, I would I would love to, like, volunteer in a graveyard or some sort of cemetery or a necropolis, whatever it is, to, like, help maintain gravestones. Like, I genuinely... I know this is going to make me sound crazy, but... I would not bat an eye maybe going at the weekends or some days after work and helping, um, I don't know who it is that like maintains graveyards, is it like the council or like, I don't know, I don't know, but whoever it is, I wouldn't mind helping like clean the stones, making sure that they're, you know, clean and people can read them and stuff like that and they're not be like overgrown and weeds sticking out of them and stuff like that. I honestly wouldn't mind doing something like that. So I don't know if that's something that you can like volunteer to do or if it's an actual job that you can do. But I would absolutely love to do that. So if anybody listening has any openings or knows a bit more about something like that, get in touch and let us know. Because my cousin and I both were thinking about it at the same time. Just looking at some of them, just completely decimated by, like, nature, which is beautiful in itself. But if that's, like, a fact by one of your family members, you wouldn't like to think that their their stone's kind of just forgotten about. But that was our experience at the Pirates Graveyard, or its real name, St Regulus Graveyard. If you're going to Google this place for directions or anything like that, you're better using its real name. The Pirate thing is more of a nickname, and you'll kind of just get mixed results if you put that in. Another weird fact, 
uh, Cromarty is where all the Cromarty is where all the retired oil rigs are pulled into to basically just rot in the ocean, and it's actually known as the oil rig graveyard, which I didn't know until after we made the trip. Um, when we, when we got there, you could you can see them sitting in the water, like just to the left, and they are absolutely huge. Like you can't miss them. Like they take up so much of the skyline. Like it's unbelievable. It was actually my dad who told me that because he works all over the country um, and he's actually worked at Invergordon which is just like across the water from there and he was saying that he could see the oil rigs when he was working up there. So it was actually him that told me that. But I actually didn't realise how big oil rigs were. Like they're really intimidatingly big. Like they're absolutely huge. So overall, if you're able to get to Cromarty, I would definitely recommend it. Even if you're not into graveyards or anything like that, like all that kind of spooky stuff, the village itself is worth a visit. Like the village is small enough where you could see the entire village in a day. Like they have like a tourist building that I think you can go into and find out about events that's happening or just things around the island. And they just, it's just a really nice place to go and see. If you're from this city, it's absolutely gorgeous because we're not used to being able to see the water and see fishing boats and mountains and all that kind of stuff. So if you're, I mean, we spent the last hour just kind of sitting on the beach and taking in the sights and playing in the water. So yeah, it is absolutely worth the drive if you're willing to do it. Like I said, the drive alone is beautiful. The places that you can see and you drive through. Um, we actually drove through Cairngorms uh, National Park, which was absolutely beautiful. So if that's something that you're looking for, then definitely give it a go. Another random thing that happened, literally like in the drive out of Cromarty, there's like um, there's like this wee shack just in the middle of the road on its own and it actually sells eggs and potatoes. What you do is you go into the wee hut, you use your contact list, so like your phone, your card, whatever it is that you use. You pick like a locker number so you can see it's all like there's like, I don't know, there's like 40 lockers. And you can see into them. So some of them have eggs in them. Some of them have bags of potatoes in them. And you just put the number of the locker in. You pay for it. The locker opens. You take it. So my cousin actually got eggs and potatoes. And they are locally sourced. Uh, I think the farm that they come from is directly facing this wee stall in the middle of the... the, Literally in the middle of a country road. But um, yeah, if... (laughs) If you're willing to make the drive for the potatoes and the eggs, they're worth it. But no, that's probably not random to some people. That's probably a pretty normal thing you see in other places, but I've never seen that here in Scotland, ever. Like a contactless egg and potato stand. Like, I've never seen anything like it in my life. But yeah, it was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a fun experience all in all. Overall, I had an amazing time. I'm so glad that I got to go. I got to see everywhere. I got to take so many pictures. Like I said before, I'm finally getting to see all the places on my list. So I'm going to have more to tell you, which means more episodes. So I'm super excited to get out there and see more of Scotland and the places that I talk about on the show. But yeah, that's all I have for you lovely people today. Keep an eye out for a new Haunted Castle episode, which will be up Wednesday night. I hope you all have an amazing week and I will see you all in the next one. Stay weird, stay scared. Bye folks. (music)